Hi and welcome back to the Happiness Safari podcast. My name is Nadine, I'm your host. I'm a Bikram Yoga travel teacher and happiness life coach. And the podcast is here to inspire you to live a happier and healthier life. Today on the podcast, I speak to Jesse. Jesse's vision is to accompany as many people as possible into their glow. Through her nomadic life and numerous journeys to distant countries, she has always had the opportunity to go on an inner journey and to get to know herself better. This has taught her that it is worthwhile to follow one's truth with courage decisions. She combines yoga with personal development, with which she passes on the valuable tools of introspection and mental and physical gentleness. Her heartfelt themes are basic trust and self-love, which are the roots of her yoga classes, workshops and retreats throughout Europe. She lives in Portugal with her husband and her four-legged friends. We speak about her inner journey and her outer journey and how whatever happens in your life will teach you something. From today's episode, you will learn how to be brave enough to decide for yourself, how to trust yourself, how to know that you're good enough, how to let go of what people think of you, how to hear your inner voice, and how not to judge yourself. We also do a short meditation around minute 35, and yeah, maybe you find a quiet space for that, otherwise you can do it later if you're driving or cycling, and anyways, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing right now, I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the Heaven Safari podcast. Today I'm speaking to lovely Jessie, living in Portugal at the moment, and yeah, I'm so happy to have you. How happy are you today? <laughs> thank you, Nadine. And thank you for inviting me. And of course, it makes me happy to speak to you today and to get to know you and to get to share a little bit about me. That makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> and in general, how happy am I at the moment? I... I don't want to put it on a scale really, but happiness is really something I would like as like a general kind of wave mm-hmm. inside of me, a general base. General base, yes. Yeah. And then everything else can happen around it. But I think now in my life at this point of my life I created this general base of mm. happiness trust and um and gratitude wow I'm feeling um, really happy today <laughs> that makes me really happy too and I guess you will definitely get into that what you did to get there and also what you do to continue having this kind of base of happiness which I find uh, beautiful um, but maybe, yeah, we start with your with your happiness journey and where it started and when it started. Was there a point in your life where you could say that that's when it all began? When you say journey, um, it's really on point because I think it still is a journey because things in our life change. And um, if I if I think of certain points in my life, then it was always when I jumped in German, we would say we jump into the cold water. So every time I, um, I was brave enough to make a decision for myself, something clicked, something shifted, something happened. And so my personal journey of happiness was always combined with, um, with traveling with, going out there and seeing some different perspectives of life, which made me be able to find different perspectives of myself. So every journey I did outside in the world was always a journey within. Mm. And I think this is where my roots of finding my truth, finding my happiness um, are really where they really are. And um, my first trip started um, right after school, um, very classic with 18 years. I did a work and travel to Australia 
wow. which so many people did in my generation and which is a really great thing. Um, back then I was planning to be away for three months and then come back and I already had a, like a, a place for studying something and a boyfriend that was working in finances and everything was set. But um, I didn't come back after three months and I quit the relationship. I um, didn't take that study spot and I stayed away for a whole year instead, which my parents were freaking out about. <laughs> but it was really the first time that I felt this deep inner knowing and this deep inner I call it my inner wisdom and we all have it. It's not mm -hmm. something special that I have, but we all have it. And following that intuition or inner wisdom um, can lead to true and to deep happiness. So that's what I did the mm -hmm. first time when I was 18. And I'm just exploring that and keep on doing that and finding mm -hmm. my way always back to that inner wisdom. But that was definitely a milestone that first trip and wow. then there were many other milestones so <laughs> let me yeah. know which one you want me to talk about <laughs> uh, no I, I want to dive deeper into that one because I think you are maybe began your journey like earlier than than I did because it's interesting because I went to Australia as well um, and I went there for six months and I felt the most kind of freedom and happiness I ever felt like when I was road tripping and looking out of the window and I always remember this moment and thinking oh my god like this was if anybody like in a meditation or you know says like um, think about like freedom then I always think about that time and I was uh, the happiest in my life when I was working on a farm, like a melon farm. And I was picking uh, watermelons and honey melons. And it was probably the most intense and hard work I've done in my life. But I was so incredibly happy. And I remember I was sitting on that field and I was crying and I didn't want to go home. And I, I left my boyfriend actually before I went to Australia. So... But I also, like you, had a place to, to study. I didn't have an apartment, but I had a, a place to, to study something like business administration. I didn't even want to study, really. But I came back. Like, I didn't have the, the bravery, I guess, to really um, follow my inner wisdom back then and not to come back. I said I was still too caught up in society and what you know people would expect from me. And I came back. So I'm wondering what was, yeah, your your challenge and how did you overcome that struggle when you thought, okay, I should go back, but then you had to change your flight, convince your parents, maybe break up with your boyfriend, all these things, and, and you've done it. So please um, share, <laughs> like, how did you overcome that? Mm -hmm. um, thank you for asking, because it makes me really reflect deeply on that time back then. So, um, and I think it really goes back to when my parents split up when I was, I think, around 12 or something. And um, now I know that that time back then gave me so much strength. I had so much anger and I was like a really angry um, teenager. But that's that anger made me so strong and made me like fight for my rights and, um, you know, um, stand tall for what I need for my needs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the greatest things. Um, and I'm actually now really grateful for my parents separating and um, all, all that whole story in my past, because it really gave me some some special qualities that I think I wouldn't have now if everything just went smooth and which no mm. life really does. Yeah. <laughs> But um, when you were talking about that moment in the car road tripping and, you know, your face in the wind and that freedom, that feeling of freedom, I got goosebumps because I had the same feeling for the first time in my life. I felt 
completely free. I felt completely me, myself. Mm -hmm. I, I was there on my own. I could decide today what I wanted to do, what I wanted to eat. So I had that situation on one side, but on the other side, I had this feeling of freedom and happiness and of feeling myself. And that was so, so strong that it, it really pulled me there. Like it, it was so strong that I just couldn't leave. Leaving wasn't an option. And I think the combination of that strong sense of freedom and being finally myself and the strength that my past experience had given me, that together made me be able to stay and to find a way to finance it and organize everything. Wow, that's so cool. And it's really, truly inspiring. I thought when you uh, said that the divorce of your parents basically made you strong, then I thought of um, something I recently read and it's actually also such a nice metaphor because you have a tree behind you. <laughs> and uh, it was an experience made in Arizona and they planted a really big tree in a dome and they tested how the tree would survive without its natural environment. And so there was no wind and no insects and nothing which could basically attack the life of the tree. And what happened when the tree got really tall, it just fell because the roots weren't strong enough because there was no wind. So it couldn't develop like really strong roots to hold the tree. And I thought, oh my God, this is so like beautiful if you think of life and of us as humans, because we are sometimes so scared of the struggles and of the bad things happening to us. And we think, oh, why is this happening? And, you know, like, I, I don't want to be in this situation, but all it does is makes us stronger. So as you said, actually, now you're grateful because, yeah, you get so much strength out of it. And I think we are getting all of our strength. We're like building our roots, our foundation um, with all the storms around us. And just with that, we can actually grow and, and become stronger. And without the wind, we probably wouldn't even survive. We'd just be weak. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, That's a lovely story. Actually, this tree has quite, um, um, it looks like it's a root itself. If I remove my little mm. Lakshmi. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that nice metaphor. I like it. It's mm. it's really true, I think. I also believe in um, being strong and happy and living in abundance without suffering. I also believe in that. I don't think mm. we have to suffer and go through hard times to grow and to be happier. I I think they're both, both, both can be possible. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, so how did your, your journey continue? So you stayed in Australia and then you came back. But, yeah, what happened after that? What was another um, moment maybe you think of um, really important or changing you would like to share? So if I think of really milestones in my life, I would kind of go forward real fast now so I started studying tourism in Munich. I had a wonderful student life. And um, through my studies of tourism, I had really good opportunities to travel while I was studying. So I could do semesters abroad. I could do um, six months a semester off um, and travel from Panama to Mexico and all the way down again by myself. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely a milestone because that was the um, time when I also took my very first yoga class in <laughs> Nicaragua yeah. back then, which was a milestone in my life, uh, definitely. Um, and I also met my husband through like during that study times and then traveled with him when he did his internship in Mexico. We went back together to Central America um, and that was a milestone definitely for us. 
And after my studies and, and the life that I dreamed of, like studying and traveling and being, but being rooted in Germany, I started to go into a normal job. So I started working in events. Um, I was creating all kinds of like after show parties, film festivals, outdoor festivals, um, all these kind of things. And a little bit like you told me before um, about your life, like working crazy hours and doing everything that makes you feel worthy in, in society. So I did it all for five years. And then we went with our camper van on a trip to Italy, like a short trip, only three days or so. And I had a little breakdown. <laughs> so I was crying, lying in the arms of my husband. And I was like, this can't be it. Like, we have this beautiful flat in Munich. Yes, we have the good jobs. Yes, we have the friends. Yes, everything seems fine. But I feel like I'm stealing from myself. I'm stealing from my freedom. I'm stealing from my happiness. And it can't be just that. It can't be that we get married now and have a child and I go part-time. And that's not for me. Like, I don't judge that path, but it's not for me. Mm. Um, so I was missing something. And we decided on those three days that we will um, either work out a way to get a sabbatical for one year, or we would just quit and sell everything and ship our van to South America and drive a year through South America. So we did a little plan, like how much money we would have to um, save and how long it would take us. And after that little calculation, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is mainly my husband's part, but it's really good to have that. We had a date. So we had a date. It was, I think it was March, 2018. Um, when we would have that, that amount we were calculating. So we booked our flights for March, 2018 and we did it. Nice. So we shipped our van and we traveled for one year through South America without um, having to work, which mm -hmm. was really a privilege. And that was definitely um, a big milestone in my life, spending so much time together with this wonderful human um, and growing together, not only growing together, but also growing together. Mm -hmm. um, finding more and more back to our true natures because he was also in a very stressful, busy job, finding back to ourselves. And I also did my first yoga teacher training in Peru. Nice. Um, I have a really, really deep and strong connection to Peru because after those three weeks, so many things in my life changed. Mm. All, all my life really changed apart from mm -hmm. being a, being my partner. Um, we adopted a dog uh, from the streets in Peru and brought him back home. He's, he's here now with us. Um, we, he proposed to me, um, my yoga journey really started like a journey as a teacher started. Um, and I had a feeling of that kind of adult life, not being a student anymore, but having an adult life, mm. how it could taste for me, yeah. how it could be when I'm not in that web of so-called security with a job and da, 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 but how this, this life could also be like and taste like. So that was definitely um, a big milestone for me, that trip to, to South America. Wow, oh, that is so, so cool and so lovely to hear. And uh, I understand the connection to Central and South America because, yeah, now I am in Peru and I did my yoga teacher training in Mexico. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is uh, definitely a part of the world where, yeah, you can feel very kind of connected and also finding yourself, if you would say that in that sense. But, um, If we go back, like, what would you say was your biggest challenge before you made the decision or you made the, the plan to leave? Like, what was your kind of inner struggle? I mean, were there, like, doubts? And did you said you had this knowing that that life wasn't, you know, had everything in your life, but it wasn't really what made you happy. But 
um, yeah, was there also things like holding you back or thinking that it's crazy to <laughs> to leave and to actually follow your dreams? Yes, of course. I mean, there are always things that hold you back and mainly it's the things in your own head. It's not even so much what other people tell you. Like, you know, people would tell you, you cannot quit that job. It's such a good job. Or you cannot leave this apartment. You will never get an apartment like that anymore. Actually, we moved out of Munich when we came back and we were living in the most amazing apartment right by the lake, my favorite lake in, in Germany. So... Which that one? Did it. It's called Staffelsee. Okay. It's near yeah. Murnau and it's one hour south of Munich and it's just beautiful um, nature. Yeah. And amazing. So um, what was holding me back was only... So back then I was still in a state of needing so much... Um, confirmation from the outside world that I'm okay and that I'm good enough and that I'm doing good mm. um, because I didn't know so many tools about personal development and inner this inner um, like trusting myself and the knowing that I'm not only good enough but special and amazing and and wonderful um, like everybody is like we all so, are yeah like we all are yes so um, even when we came back after that year, it was the same struggle that it was so hard for me to, I always had the feeling that I have to defend myself for my decisions and that I have to explain myself. So that was really one thing that helped me back a little bit, being judged by others and mm -hmm. making the judgment of others being important to me. Mm -hmm. So now this is one of the, best teachings I got when I came back and I had quit the job and I didn't know what I was going to do. I was working in a cafe at first and many people were telling me like, ah, oh, you studied and now you're working in a cafe. Like, what are you going to do? And with yoga, you can't earn money anyways. So I was <laughs> confronted with those prejudices um, really right into my face. Mm. And that time was a great teacher for me to learn to let go of whatever I'm being judged for, um, of letting go of um, what people think of me. Um, yeah, that really helped me that time, although it was a little bit tough for me to, you know, continue to stand in my power and to trust into my path and just to follow what I knew inside of me was right. Um, yeah. That really helped me. So now I can make choices like that a lot easier. Mm. Um, but that was really my, my, my personal struggle for me. Yeah, I can imagine. I think many people can relate to that struggle as well, because I guess we all know that. And we have, I mean, our... Like, I mean, people on the outside may be criticizing us for our decisions and our choices or lifestyle. And then we have our inner critic as well. But I think um, it's also interesting what you said, because you heard of the expression like your thoughts and not your thoughts. So sometimes people put, you know, thoughts in your mind, like you can never earn money as a yoga teacher. I mean, that is just a belief. But that's obviously not true because they are like super rich and successful yoga teachers. And but then you start believing what other people say and then you believe that is what you think, <laughs> actually. And to kind of separate yourself from from that. And as you say, like stay strong and in your power. So what helps you really to to do that, to ground yourself even more and trust yourself more and let go, you said, of yeah, what other people would say. Um, the process of being in it, actually mm. being in that situation and um, not being afraid and not running away and looking, you know, I had moments when I was looking up in the internet, like jobs in the event scene in Munich again. And I mm. sat there again and I was like, no, I'm not going back there. I'm not doing it. I'm not... Um, stealing again from myself that's how I always call it <laughs> mm. stealing from myself stealing from my soul my my purpose my happiness 
Um, So I think being in the process and being with it, not necessarily being okay with it, but just being with it and sitting there and sit with it and reflecting on it, like really, like radically, honestly reflecting with myself on that subject. Like, why is it so important to me what other people think? Where does this come from? Where is this rooted? And doing that inner work was really liberating me from myself, (laughs) if that makes sense. It was really liberating me from making that so important. Definitely. Uh, That makes a lot of sense. uh, But it's true. Like Sometimes we have to go, I mean, through the process and then we can understand why and, you know, like later on but I think that's also very good kind of mindset or like to yeah not judge the past or not you know think of it as like bad times or you know that something bad happened to you um also same with the divorce of your parents but actually thinking yeah how did it help me and how did I develop strength and what did I learn from it and you know why was it there and why did it happen how how can this help me right now? How can this show me something right now? And always trusting in whatever happens in our lives will teach us something. Is mm-hmm. for is happening for us and not against us. So that's yeah. that's really really important, I think, for yeah. for happiness. Yeah. So, what was your biggest learning um, in your in your life, basically? <laughs> The biggest learning in my life. Wow. The biggest learning in my in my life. Actually, um, so to answer that questions, I, question, I want to tell you something because it just fits with what we were talking about before. So I told um, you and all the listeners that I did my first teacher training in Peru, which really transformed many, many things in my life. And now in January, I got invited to go back to the same place, teaching a 300-hour yoga teacher training in that exact um, wow. yoga retreat center with my with my teachers from back then. So I'll be teaching on their sides. So um, that is really a big thing for me and uh, a great opportunity. And I'm I'm incredibly grateful to go back to Peru and to be able to step into that new version of me Mm. and to experience that version and see how it goes. (laughs) And to answer your questions, to question your question, what is my biggest learning is that when we trust ourselves and when we trust this inner knowing this inner wisdom and we are brave enough to follow it then things will fall together things will all come together and things will work out Mm. and you will get that deep deeply rooted sense of happiness and I think that's the biggest learning to be brave enough to follow my inner voice. And also, of course, what is necessary for that is to create a life, creating a space for myself where I'm able to hear that voice because you have to do something to be able to hear, hear these, these voices or to feel the feelings. Um, So creating a space for myself to be able to listen to that and then to be Mm -hmm. brave enough to follow it wow yeah that's super beautiful and very very true and also I think very challenging so when people are listening you probably think okay yeah listening to myself and uh, is one thing but yeah how do I even do that and then also having the bravery to follow um but yeah going back to the first um thing you said so what do you do um actually to create that space for yourself right I think we have to put ourselves in the first place because otherwise we will never think we are worthy enough to be that brave for ourselves Mm -hmm. and to do those steps and to do those decisions make decisions and 
do the changes in our life, if we don't love ourselves and put ourselves in the very first place in our lives, then we will never do those steps. Or we will maybe do tiny little steps, but then not be sure. So practicing self-care, practicing self-love, connecting to ourselves. And I know we hear that so often these days, but it can really be to tell a friend, look, I don't feel like going out today. I'll stay at home. And you stay mm-hmm. at home. Or um, I did this example, gave this example yesterday in my stories that I decided not to have dinner with my husband, but instead go into the bathtub because my body just really needed to be warm in that moment. And then after I can be that wife, that partner again, that I want to be. And that's just little examples, but really, um, so personal, personally for me, it's nature being fresh air is my number one like being outside regularly and I have a dog so I have I'm really lucky that he will always make sure I'm outside enough and of course my yoga practice and my meditation practice has been my anchor for the last 10 years so without Mm. that like rolling out my mat also while I'm traveling wherever I are wherever I am on parking lots and you know the most um (laughs) the most, um, yeah, not so beautiful places, um, rolling up my mat and moving with my body, connecting to my body, breathing, and then being still for a few moments. It's, it's just my anchor and it can be mm-hmm. so my, my own practice is so simple. I don't do any fancy figures and postures. It's really simple. I'm Vata Dosha. So I need a lot of rounding So um, it doesn't have to be fancy stuff. It just needs to be regularly and it needs to be integrated in our everyday life, no matter what. And then also not to judge ourselves if we skip our own practice. Mm. Um, I also find very important and it's also an act of self-love. Okay, it just didn't happen today. I'm not going to judge myself. It's fine, but I'll go again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. and I could go on with other like Ayurveda rituals I do. And uh, I could go on with nutrition and my oil and all these kind of things. But that's really on top. I would yeah. say find 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 one thing that grounds you, one thing that connects you. And it could be that you put your hand on your heart when you wake up in the morning and you just take three deep breaths and say something nice to yourself. It could be just that. Should we do this together, actually? I would love to, yes. Yeah, and yeah, everybody who's listening, maybe I hope if you're not driving a car right now and you're sitting somewhere comfortably, then you can do it with us. And otherwise, go back to the replay and do it later. Okay, would you like you... to guide us? Oh, yes, I would love to. Yeah? <laughs> okay. Okay, perfect. So if it feels comfortable for you, um, Nadine, and for everybody listening, you can... Gently close your eyes or find a soft gaze. And then place your left hand on your heart and really spread your fingers wide. Allow your face to relax. And then let's take a deep inhale through the nose and into your heart space. Exhale through the nose again. Continue your deep breaths and just feel how your heart is moving up and down, knowing that you are precious, that you are loved and safe. And that the world needs you in your truest self. And then take a last deep inhale into your heart and maybe a soft smile arises on your face. 
Exhale, release the hand and gently open your eyes. That was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think you said actually two very important things there. And one is, yes, practicing self-love and taking the time. And as you said, like, you know, maybe taking a bath instead of having dinner or maybe canceling dinner to go to bed early or whatever it is. And I think that is a decision like you have to make. And I um, actually spoke about that yesterday in my advent calendar video, but uh, yeah, that's now a little while ago, but it's um, like happened to me actually here in Peru that I like went uh, surfing yesterday. And it's so funny because I love surfing. And I know for me, that's like when I'm really in the moment, like, you know, you can just look at the waves and then you have the moment where you have to paddle really hard and stand up and catch that wave. And you cannot, you like, you can't think of anything else. And I know like how much I love it and how much it makes me happy and how much yeah I can practice to be in the moment and I knew also that Peru was like such a great city or country to to do surfing so I thought okay when I'm here for two months I will do it and I was at some places uh, places along the coast but I never went surfing and I was like super busy and I mean I practiced obviously like yoga um like regularly but I get very very busy like the last weeks actually with like you know working and uh doing like the podcast and uh doing like so many other things that I really kind of forgot to take the time for myself as well and um yeah really having this priority to do what makes me happy And I really realized that yesterday because I thought, oh, my God, like this just made me like so happy and it gave me so much energy. I mean, I when they asked me, like, do you want to rent a board and surf? Because I just walked by a place. Then I was like, first, my thought were like, no, I can't do it. Like, I have so much like to do when I come back. And then I did it anyways. And yeah, I went surfing for two hours. And after that, I had like so much energy. I could have sat here like all night and, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, edit podcasts or do other things. And now I'm also in that like positive place where I can, you know, be there for my partner, for my family, where, um, yeah, I can, you know, be a better version of myself for my clients, where I can have probably a better interview with you because I'm so happy and grounded <laughs> within myself because I took that time. So I think what you said, like, it's really a decision to practice this self-love and to take the time for yourself and then the other things you shared like the yoga and meditation or breath work or there are so many other things like nutrition is uh, super important as well but that's kind of tools which you can choose but I think like one is to know that there are so many tools out there and that's why we are talking as well and then one is really to to make that decision to yeah practice self-love in the first place and prioritize yourself in the first place and live up to that like make the decision once and then don't compromise on that because I really think when you're in that place then you can actually spread so much more happiness and yeah be a better version of yourself also in like relationship to everybody else yeah it's super important to understand that um, self-love or putting yourself in the first uh, like first priority always is not egoistic, is not selfish mm. at all because of what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought as well when you said it. I was like, it sounds selfish, but it really isn't because actually I think many people and I have friends who are that way as well. They're trying to, because I think in the deep core, I don't know if you agree, it's like what we all want is to be loved. And I think Sometimes like we try to like make other people happy, like to do things for other people. Like let's say it would have made your parents happy if you would have come back from Australia earlier. 
maybe would have made your parents also happy if you would have, you know, went and, and studied, or it would have made maybe your your friends happy if you would have gotten back into your like event job, or you would have stayed in Munich and not travel. Um, but you would have compromised your own happiness. And then you think, okay, that's that you're like giving and not selfish, but really you would have probably be in a very sad like point in your life, you know, at some point, because you have this inner calling and this inner wisdom and intuition that you're like want to live a different life. And I think when you actually forget about that and you're trying to live up to other people's expectations all the time, then you're becoming miserable. And then you're not a good friend and not a good partner and not a good daughter, or not a good mother or, you know, whatever it is like then you really struggle to fill in that role and to really be there for others. And then when you prioritize yourself first, then you are like really living your fullest potential and then you can really uh, and be there for others and, and help them as well. And yeah, they will enjoy you being around so much more. Yes, absolutely. And I would like to add one thing to that because um, making decisions for ourselves and um, putting ourselves in the first place, prioritizing ourselves also means or especially means for me to, to make choices that are in alignment with me. So I could never make a choice that would make a loved one of mine suffer or that would make somebody um, that would put somebody that I love in a really, really bad situation that wouldn't be in alignment with me. So um, there will always be, and, and that's kind of what, what saves or secures our situations that if we, um, make decisions that are in, in true alignment with ourselves, we can never really harm because mm -hmm. our truest nature doesn't want to harm anybody. So, and that's where the balance, the balance comes in, I think, in, yeah. in deciding things that are in alignment with our truest nature. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's it's where the borderline is between being selfish and practicing self-love. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah no definitely I totally agree with you on that oh my god uh, it's so nice to talk to you but I have to ask you three questions I'm asking every interview guest at the end and the first one is what does happiness mean to you happiness to me means an inner freedom. And with freedom, I don't mean living in Portugal or traveling in my van um, or breathing fresh air. Inner freedom is freeing myself at the inside from my own thoughts about myself, freeing myself from what other people think about me, what other people or the world expects from me, freeing myself from core beliefs, And taking off layer by layer, that is inner freedom. Mm. Um, and to be brave enough to follow our, follow our, um, our inner wisdom. And that's what makes me personally really, really happy in life. Nice. I like that. And uh, yeah, you shared already many things, but maybe there's something else. What do you do to be happy? In order to be happy, I need to create a space in my life where I can check in with myself. And I need to relax so that I can be brave enough to follow that and to take action. And uh, the last one is always a difficult one. Let's see. What was the happiest moment in your life? The happiest moment in my life. Hmm. There is always um, this one situation, the one when you were describing before, when you were sitting in the car and the fresh air and the, the sense of freedom. 
Um, and that's the moment that you choose whenever you are asked in a meditation, find a place that you um, that, that, that symbolizes freedom for you. I have this one place in Colombia where um, it was a tiny little town, but we stayed there forever <laughs> a really long time and it had a beautiful beach and my brother was visiting at the time with his girlfriend so it was my husband my dog that I had recently adopted from the street with my brother and his girlfriend and we were just walking um, out of the house in our uh, swimsuits barefoot walking along the beach and the sun was setting and there was nothing like not not a special thing happening in that moment but I just felt a deep deep sense of happiness and of like a peacefulness within and that's my moment where I think back um, um, when I want to call in a sense of happiness or, or peace peacefulness that's my moment it was called Rincón del Mar that space wow. in um, that, that place in Colombia, Rincón del Mar, a very tiny town. Wow. Yes. I would put that in the show notes um, if anybody wants to go there. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. I wanted to go to Colombia actually, but it was um, super hard with COVID at the moment to travel. Um, yeah. Uh, like overland is not possible and flights are super expensive. So I have to postpone that, but that's okay. Too. It will wait for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, I would also like to ask you, is there any book which really inspired you, you would like to recommend? So, um, one book that brought me back to the divine was Conversations with God from Neil Donald Walsh. Mm. Um, and it also helped me to let go of so many, um, so many thoughts I had about the word God and about church and about religion. And the book is not about religion <laughs> or the yeah. church. It talks about the church, but in a very critical way, actually. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that was um, very heartwarming for me to read that and to connect with that source, with that yeah. intelligence again. Yeah, I love that one as well. And I will put it in the show notes. Have you read the, the first one or the first three? I actually said there are even five or, or seven. There are even more than I, I thought. How many have you read? I read the first and the second one. Okay. The second one, although, um, is pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. a lot about politics and... Um, and how our world is functioning and could be functioning. So it's quite challenging to read that. <laughs> yeah. And then the third yeah. one is about the universe and how we are obviously not the only species and how we underdeveloped we actually are in comparison. But then, I mean, he says they are the species who are living already kind of fully in peace and love and <laughs> that so eventually that will you know give us hope to get there as well but yeah I mean the first one also very life-changing for me so thank you for sharing that oh Jesse it was so nice to talk to you thank you so so much for all your light and your inspiration and also people are watching or just listening I mean you're just also uh, kind of sensing this uh, sense of calmness and this uh, short like meditation was beautiful and yeah i will put everything in the show notes so people can find you and uh yeah thank you so much for everything you are yes thank you nadine i would like to thank you for um making me again reflect on some things of my life because every time i reflect on something again It's a little bit of a new perspective. So I would really like to thank you for that and for giving me the opportunity to speak to you. And yeah, hopefully somebody finds something in this conversation that resonates with them and that inspires them to shine their light. Hmm. 
I'm sure. I'm 100% sure of that. <laughs> okay. So keep shining. Keep being happy. <laughs> All the best to you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will put all links in the show notes for you if you want to get in touch with Jessie, if you are in Portugal, if you want to join some of her yoga classes or retreats and I will also put the links to the beautiful Staffelsee, the lake in Germany and also Grincondelma in Colombia if you are there and you are a traveler or just a nomad uh, or you're just going on a vacation somewhere you can check these places out i hope you took a lot away for yourself from this interview you feel empowered and encouraged to listen to your wisdom and to trust yourself a little bit more and follow your dreams also it will make me so happy if you leave me a review if you subscribe if you sign up if you share the podcast anything would help me so so much and yeah it's time for the quote of today it's from the same book the things you can only see when you slow down if you've been unable to change a bad situation even after many attempts You should change how you look at the situation. Nothing is intrinsically good or bad. Good or bad is always relative. Compare your situation with someone that is worse. Now yours does not seem so bad after all. And yeah, that was the quote for today. I hope uh, you got some inspiration and you're feeling a bit better, happier after this episode. And I wish you a beautiful day. I see you next week. Love and namaste.